0: Wow. We have like a star on our show today. (laughs) I'm so excited. Okay. So listeners, we have on our show today, Amber Kemp Gerstle, and she was actually a listener recommendation. Like someone just was dying to have us talk to you. So I don't don't remember who, but if you're listening, we're happy that this is happening. Thank you to that one person. (laughs) Yes. But um, I'm sure there's plenty others. Okay. (laughs) that one person was the catalyst. So what I love about you is on your Instagram, you say you went from PhD to PHDIY. So I did. So good. <laughs> I love that you say pink is a neutral. Um, but you are the founder and creative director of Damask Love, which is a creative lifestyle blog all about doable DIY. Love it. Like, yep right up our alley crafty (laughs) s female to the max um you've partnered with mother stewart home depot like all these crazy big brands in 2018 you were on making it was that with nbc yeah making it you met amy polar in real life that's really exciting (laughs) (laughs) um i loved your pizza pie halloween i saw i did
1: too i loved
0: it Peace Thank of my, my mind. I loved it. So smart, crafty S V female. We'll get it. Um, and you're the host of Disney Family Sundays on Disney Plus. And then, yay! Most recently, Yay Day Paper Company. And I hope yes. you explain to us yes. all about that. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Did I Thank miss you. any big chunk of that?
2: Um, no. I mean, we do. So Damascus Love has products this in Joanne stores and in Office Depot stores. With new stuff launching soon. But I think. Those all together kind of cover it all.
0: I will show notes the heck out of all that. <laughs> so people will be able to find you. It'll yeah. be great, but welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank so you happy thank for
2: here. having me. I'm super excited to have to uh, to be here and yeah. thank you to whoever so great yeah. recommended me. As yeah, it's
0: like all it takes is literally one like little like, hey, check this out. And then, you know, your feed says it all. And we're like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so let's start, I guess, at the beginning. Okay. Right? But so, so you were a child psychologist, career change into all this crafty stuff, but like,
1: is there ever really a career change into this crafty stuff?
0: (laughs) That's what I mean. There's (laughs) always, it's always bubbling. Yeah. So I,
2: I went to school to be a child psychologist. I went to graduate school, got my PhD in child psychology, practiced as a pediatric psychologist in a, in a medical center here in Miami. All the while I had this hobby on the side of like crafting and really at the time it was card making. I was really into like stamping and making cards. And I mean, you guys know, like once you fall down the rabbit okay. hole, there is no coming back out. Especially um, for paper people. Oh, exactly. Like if you're a paper person, because you're like, oh, it's so thin and so little, I can <laughs> keep as much of it as I want. No, you can't. Because it yes, does off, have the point at which you have no <laughs> more places to put it. Um But yes, so I fell down the rabbit hole of of card making and decided to start a blog thinking like, oh, this will be a fun little thing, a great way to connect with other people with similar hobbies and people who love what I do and a way to get it out there. And from that, I kind of started to learn about the idea that people were blogging as a business. And I didn't know that was a thing. Um, But once I learned that, I thought, well, people were always telling me Oh you should quit your job and sell cards and make a living and I'm like mm, let's keep it real <laughs> how many cards would i have to sell to make a salary like one bajillion cards right. like the there's only but so much someone's going to pay for a, a card and it's not $45,000 <laughs> like <laughs> it's just not going to happen so once i learned about the world of like sponsored content and um ads and collaborations and all that i really was like hmm this is possible and the game changer for me was, uh, oh gosh, this was like, I don't know how long ago now, but I got this email from a brand that makes embroidery floss and they were launching a new collection and they were like, we don't have much time to negotiate with you. So we want you to do six posts and we'll pay you $18,000. And at the time <laughs> I was like, $18,000, that's all the money in the world. I could... <laughs> you know, like when you're not used to making any money off of your crafts, $18,000. Yeah. So oh my like,
0: gosh. The jackpot.
2: You've hit the jackpot. Right. right as but, a blogger. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. 18 grand off of one partnership was like huge. So I, um, I of course was like, yes, I will take all your $18,000. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, this, if, if one person's willing to pay me this much money and if there's enough other people who are willing to pay me, I could quit my job. So I started saving money to put away, uh, knowing that when I quit my job, I'd like to have a year's salary and savings. So I put away about a year's salary and got to a point in my, in my full-time job where it was just too overwhelming. You know, being a full-time child psychologist is taxing and exhausting, especially when you work in an academic setting. So it's very demanding. And <laughs> I just got to a point where I couldn't do both. And I was also a new mom at the time. So I had to let something go. And I said, well... For now, I'm going to see if I can let go of the psychology piece and see if the rest will fall into place. And it did. It did. And it started out as a hobby. It grew into something, something a little more, probably I'd call it like a hobby business. And now like, we're like a full on thing. Wow,
0: Full on
1: thing. A full on thing. I'm not sure what to call it, but it's certainly (laughs) a thing. It's got legs. And it's
0: moving and it's it's flowing and it's evolving.
1: Yeah. And now it's more than one thing though.
2: It is more, yes, girl. So <laughs> right now, as we're recording this, we literally, not even an hour ago, sent out the email announcing our newest addition to the Damasla family, which is called Yay Day Paper Company, which I'm super excited about. It's been a year, more than that, a year in the making, and essentially, we are creating really beautiful, so great digital printable projects, stationary, crafting projects, planner printables that you can print at home and then we will deliver to your account on a monthly basis. And it's really, for me, a great way to reach more people and offer them what I'm so passionate about, which is beautiful stationery and paper, but in a way that's affordable. And uses a tool that they literally have at home already, which is their printer. Like you used your printer this morning to print out your taxes.
1: Yeah, the same thing <laughs> oh, no.
2: to print out something that'll make you happy. Yeah, that will not yeah. make you sad, like your taxes.
1: <laughs> I'm so I'm like personally so excited about this. I saw the cactus printout. Is it? It's a. It's a. Okay, so no, it's a flower succulent. Pot. Succulent. Yes. okay. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, so, so, so succulent. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it just it looks like I feel like it's like everything the the process of stuff we had when we were kids but like the cool designs that I want. Yes.
2: Now. Oh no we are all about like cool quirky colorful. I mean I have worked really closely with an amazingly talented team of illustrators to make sure that each collection is like has a point of view and is, you know, relevant and on trend. This is not the stuff that, you know, you're going to find. This is not like the stuff from 20 years ago. This is really, really cute stuff. We are taking the things that you see on the shelves of your favorite stationary boutiques and delivering to them in your house through your printer. And it's so cool. I, I'm so excited about it because with digital content, we really can take so many risks and chances because we keep costs lower because we're delivering it to you digitally, which is easier for everybody because you're already at your phone or on your computer, but we're doing it so that we can keep costs low so that we can give you really cool stuff. So um, one thing I'm, I'm super passionate about is diversity and inclusion and having people represented in paper crafting and in art. And whereas if you go to a, like truly if you go to a, Everyday stationery shop, they're gonna have one version of a card because they're not gonna purchase four different versions of a card just to have it in different skin tones. That just doesn't make money in sense. But we can give you four versions of the same card and you print out the one that you resonate with the most. So if you want the darker skin tone, print that one out. Or if you want the lighter skin tone, print that one out. So we have so much flexibility and are able to have fun in a way that doesn't increase costs for anybody. It doesn't increase costs for us or for the end user. And so I wanted to keep, you know, I take it really seriously. When I ask for people's money, and I want to give you awesome, awesome stuff.
1: I love that. I love, I love that. that. I love that. I love that. I love that so much because, <laughs> so like, um, I'm obviously super into intersectional feminism, and one of the problems that the scrapbook industry has is a lack of diversity. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the barriers I think for new scrapbookers, especially women of color, is they just see all of these women, white women and all of their projects and all of the stickers are just white girls. Yeah. And
2: there's so- no, Like there's no reason for it. There's, there's literally no reason for it. I mean, I should go into a store and see myself in the products that I buy. Like we should see ourselves in the world represented in not only paper crafts, but we should see ourselves in every walk of life. And if I can at, in any way chip away at that by offering really beautifully designed products, then I'm all for it. I mean, I mentioned earlier, we have Damasco product is also, we have physical products that's in um, Joanne craft stores. So a paper crafting collection and the newest one, which we'll release in um, April, I believe it's called girl power. And it's truly like my most proudest thing I've done in the world of product design, because I, Took what I've preached, which is inclusivity and diversity, and we are selling it in a mainstream big box store. We have black women, we have white women, we have uh, redheads with freckles, which is also I'm like, why are there no redheads with freckles? Yeah. In um, we have a woman in hijab on the on the pattern paper. Like there are people who you're not used to seeing, and my thought is like, you don't have to be a woman in hijab to buy a paper that has women in hijab. On right. It. Like you just need to live in the world, and guess what? You already do. So exactly, just buy it because it's beautiful.
1: I know. I saw saw the previews on your website, and I was like, okay, if my Joann's does not get this in, I'm gonna like go to another Joann's, and like then I'm gonna like find somebody. I'm just like, or all around Joanns.com. I need all of this because this is missing. (laughs) Yes, right, right. This is, and it's not even like, oh, this is you know, something new and unique and, you know, nobody's thought of this before. It's right. This is what's missing. Yeah. This is it's what we what need. It should be such an obvious thing.
2: Like it should have existed for a long time. And don't get me wrong. I love a pretty floral print just like anybody else. But I like, I could give you a pretty floral print and we do. And there's great florals. But if we can say a little something more than pretty florals, then I am here for it. I will Absolutely. gladly be that person.
1: And it's so, like like you were saying, it's so important that it's in a mainstream store like Joanne's that you can get, you know, across the country or order online or, you know, and say like, okay, you know, it's, it's important that you can go into a store in Texas or you can go into a store in New Jersey. You can go into a store in Oklahoma or in Washington and see these papers with all of these different bodies and all of these different, and it's, it's, it's the same paper.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, it's a familiar medium. We all know how to use paper. We all love stickers. And I mean, like we have other things in the collection. We have really cute denim jacket illustrations. We have, um, skateboards. We have, there's so much cool, fun stuff that will like resonate with anyone, little kids, you know, older women, like it's for everyone, but we, I really wanted to make sure we're not going to put a bunch of blonde haired women on this like that's like that's not the world we live in that's it's just, also boring <laughs> like, i don't it's so i love rainbows everyone knows this i love like roy gb of rainbows but i also love skin tone rainbows and i need Brian. i need that just as much as i need bright pink and you know green i want to see a rainbow of skin tones
1: I, I completely agree and so okay so when you were making this collection what's what started your inspiration
0: um
2: I think I uh, so whenever we make a collection a collect and by this I mean the collections that go into stores are designed by with another team and we always have a phone call and we kind of go through what are the concepts that we have and I had two ideas and I said one of my ideas is I really want to do like a girl power collection um And then my other one is I'd also really love to do a funky floral collection because I don't, I mean, I love pretty florals, but I just feel like that's been done. So let's do something that's a little more silly and quirky. So we were like, well, why don't we just combine the two and do some really great, cool florals, but also put that together with some empowering um, kind of girl power messaging. I think we live in a time now where, I mean, I'm all about the girl power and like wanna encourage women and especially young girls around me. And so I thought maybe we can make a paper crafting collection that makes it really easy to encourage the women around you. So we have little encouragement cards that you can use for yourself or for your friends. We have really cute like kind of girl squad and girl gang imagery that you can hand out to your girlfriends. Um, I think it's, it's funny because like you can, you can take paper and really create a movement around it. And I think that this particular collection has the power to like it has a message and it says something and it kind of like gets you riled up in all the good ways um to not only be creative but to be a supportive member of your community it's crazy that i would say that about paper but i really do believe it
0: no yeah it's like paper's power
2: yes and it's like the other power of it is like it's inexpensive so it's accessible to everyone you literally just need some scissors and some glue And you can make something amazing that says something special um, beyond just like, hi.
1: Right, absolutely. And there's just so many ways for you to take, right, from just the basic like, right, hi is the most basic to like, this is me, here I am, I am enough, my story means something, I am part of the world, I am beautiful. I can't wait to
2: see what comes out of this collection because inevitably what, what always happens is I have ideas and then once it's out in the world, I mean, the people who buy it and all the people who are members of the Damascus family, they like come up with way cooler ideas. And I know for this Girl Power collection in specific, there's going to be so much great content to come from it. I'm, I'm just excited to kind of like give it and sit back and watch the amazingness come across the interwebs.
0: This is so amazing! Like oh, yeah. we, because we didn't even prepare to talk about this, and this is exactly <laughs> what our listeners like are gonna die over. Like,
2: this, this is what I'm about. Like, this yeah. is why. Again, this is why we did Gay Day Paper Company because I want to have creative control over content that I can share with people. And I mean, not not every collection is about like girl power and skin tones, but like I also want like I'm literally as we're sitting here looking on my screen, we have. Sloths hanging off of llamas with (laughs) hanging plants. Like, why not? You know, sometimes a quirky pattern with absolutely no justification is really fun. So that's what we're doing, and I'm so confident because people, I think, have come to know and be familiar with Damask Love for a certain look and aesthetic and quality of content. And so now we get to bring that over to yay Day Paper Company and deliver it to them. Like I said, like you're at home. Maybe you don't want to run out to the store right now, but you want to have something cool. And you know, like one, one thing I realized is, you know, with paper crafting, the collections, like they disappear after a while. Like, yeah. you know, after a while you can't get stuff. Um, with this, you can print it today or five years from now. I don't care. You know, like take it, do with it what you want. I mean, when you see the types of things we have made, the things that you can put in your printer, I didn't even know. Like <laughs> the other day I printed on fake leather. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know you could do that.
1: I have pieces of paper that are, okay, so I've been with my partner for, oh my god, more than 10 years now. Okay, we met at literally the 2010 U.S. Census, and he is now working at the 2020 U.S. Census. I'm not, it's not a show. So we've been together, we've been together for over 10 years. I have pieces of paper older than our relationship because- (laughs) I I can't get another one. Right. Yes. Yes. You like hoard it. You're afraid to use it. I, I, no joke. I can't get another guy, but I, I can't her. get another one of him. But like, I, this is one 12 by 12 paper. I have like, you know, a lot of time. Like we're, you know, we live together. I have one piece of paper.
2: Yeah, be, like you hoard that one piece of precious paper because you'll never find it again. But I know, but, I'm no, not but some that. of those
1: companies just don't exist anymore. Oh, right. oh, no. Do you remember Hamley screen
2: prints, by the way? Dude, like, do you know
1: how many Hamley screen prints I still have? <laughs> I, I, them. I have a
2: whole drawer of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not was... even joking. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm same boat. I'm in the same boat. I have Hamley screen
1: prints because they went out of business and
2: they don't exist. So I can't use it.
1: Really. You know, I remember the Hamley what screen prints going out of business sale. And I was like, okay, how much money do I have in my, I don't even remember. I, I was probably still in college, but maybe just out of college. And I was like, how much do I have in my like actual college bank account? And like, how much can I spend much, on Hamley screen can prints? can I spend on acrylic paper today? <laughs> And I was like, "Mm, maybe they're an investment. (laughs) I wonder how much I could actually put, like if I could put one on eBay now, I wonder how much it would actually go for. I would guess somewhere (laughs) around what you paid. (laughs) That (laughs) might be true. I wonder if I have, because this is true. I bought a Studio Calico epic and awesome stamp set once, and then I wound up selling them. I think they wound up selling each for like 75 bucks a pop. No! Yeah. Because you oh, can get them. I'm
2: you
0: know they're
1: rare. Corrected. You yeah. know
0: they're rare. retire on my Hamley screen print. You know Hello. what it is? It's, it's like flea market flip. The right the yeah. right the right uh buyer. Yeah. Go nuts. Yeah. This, like chess that they just like stamped a heart on. This
2: is amazing. Thank yeah. you for this investment
1: advice. <laughs> yeah, no. This is this is sound investment <laughs> advice. You know, if if we're in for a recession, go go and just get rid of your Hamley screen prints. Yeah. So
2: we've we've kind of resolved that pain point by offering printables that are really great that you can
1: print as much as
2: you want for as long as you want.
1: And I think that's so awesome because not only are you helping people who don't want to leave the house like me, (laughs) you are helping all the people who live in rural areas who don't have super fantastic access to, you know, Joann's and Michael's or, you know, even a the much lamented local crafting stores that I know, no longer exist. I
2: know. Yes. This is truly like I, I live and actually I live in Miami, Florida. And while I do have a Joanne nearby and I shop all the time, that's my go-to crafting store. We don't have any like of the smaller like boutique type places where you go and you pick up one cute card or you go and get a little cute gift box or gift bag for a friend. And I miss that. Like I loved that experience and what you would get out of it. And so even for me living in a bigger city, it's just harder and harder to find those types of locations. So we're kind of bundling that up into something that you can print. And like you said, just because you live in a rural community that doesn't have access doesn't I mean you want, you still want really cute stuff.
0: Absolutely. Well, how many times have we heard the international struggle? Like Oh, oh yes, our, yes. We have our over the See, what do we call them? Over the pond. Over the pond. (laughs) Yes. Over the pond guests. And they talk about that. And I'm like, this is, I feel like everything you're saying is such the new wave. Like it feels like 2020 paper crafting. Mm -hmm. No, it is. Because
2: we, I was actually at the Creative Asian Trade Show and, and spoke on a panel about this, but crafting and making is such a tactile experience that it's very difficult to envision how it might fit in a digital world. And how do we merge the two of them? And I think that there are, there's some resistance there, right? Like there's, you know, we want to keep it what it is. But I mean, the truth of the matter is like, there's a reason why every channel has a streaming channel now because people don't watch regular TV anymore. Like You just kind of got to pick up, figure it out and move on with the times and figure out what's the solution. And I think, I really do believe that for the audience I want to reach, and I know it's a specific audience. I think that this offers a solution to that pain point. Like you said, for international buyers, for people who live in communities that don't have access to shops, for people like me who just want to get a really cute card, but I don't want to go to the grocery store and get it. Like right. I, want, I want it to be really cute. And like, it feels like these look, our designs really do look like you picked them up off of a, a shelf. And we're going to give you all the tips, like the tips and the hacks and the materials that will get you products that look like you bought it
1: it's so exciting. And uh, it's going to be great for like busy moms who yes? you know, have a birthday party to oh. go to at one, but like forgot that they didn't get a card. And it's like, oh, oh well, you, let's just print this out.
2: What are you talking about? Who is this busy mom? I don't know what you're about. <laughs> I've never been in that situation. I, I hope you're picking up on my sarcasm
1: because <laughs> like, every day I'm like, oh, it's somebody's birthday today. Welp. Yes. Uh, we'll just, you know, go down the list. Oh, this card? Nope, this one, this one, this one. And I'm just so excited. I, I honestly, all I did was see the one email and I'm like, oh my God, I need this in my life so bad.
2: Oh, I'm so excited to hear you say that. This is absolutely something I've been super passionate about. My husband, my husband, who's not crafty at all, is even like, this is the best idea. This is great. <laughs> it,
1: it really is because I'm obviously your model customer because I'm just... <laughs> Well, you well, can tell when I, I like, I, I like an idea That's because a family so far, welcome. Well, I just, right. No. And I started getting your emails. I signed up for your email list and I'm, email marketing is also something that I'm slightly passionate about and yeah. your emails are fantastic. Oh girl. Mm, do you want to be my new best
2: friend? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> that is the best thing you could tell me. It okay. has been, email has been a big focus for the last year and a half. It's really something I like really buckled down on. Um, I will, in full transparency, I do have a, a team that manages our email and I write all the emails, but they manage like the schedule and the content and what's going to go out and all the data behind our emails. But it's been a huge thing. And I'll tell you earlier, at the very end of 2019, my Instagram got hacked. And let me tell you, you kind of feel like your whole life is crumbling when your Instagram gets hacked mm-hmm. because I didn't, I felt like I had this audience of people that I couldn't access anymore. And that could happen to anybody at any time. And it probably will be, the more and more Instagram becomes so popular. But I was so grateful that I had an email list because truth be told, email is going to give you a whole lot more
1: engagement than
2: Instagram ever can and ever will.
1: This is something that I'm like, I will, I will harp on until like the day oh, I die. You yeah. need to own
2: your audience. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. This is, Yes yes
2: I'm, I'm yelling at you now. oh i high five
1: through the screen too we <laughs> high five through the screen all the time Let's do it <laughs> yes. um yeah no you need to own your audience because one and like you know instagram is instagram and instagram can choose to just shut down your account for like a vial because like if someone you know if you get your account hacked and then the account- hacked person decides to do something crazy you know instagram can choose to ban you because that's what instagram yeah, and
2: do. like it that is their platform. That is not my correct. Platform. I don't I have no say so
1: over over what they do. Right. And so having an email list, that's your audience. You know, you have those emails because those people trusted you and gave yes. you those emails. And yep. until they say, I don't want you to have my email anymore, you own or are renting, leasing, right. however you want <laughs> yeah, to I'm talk about it. Address. <laughs> you you that, that's you know your property. Yeah, yeah, and I I totally agree with you. That is why we
2: we um focus so much on on email lists because I needed to, I like I think of my people, my followers, whatever you want to call them, as a family. And I have my family's email address, so I probably should have yours too, so that I can like today when I had something to announce, I want to be able to tell you about it first. Like you are my people. You are the people who I relate to, who get me, who know what I do who are interested. So if something happens, I want y'all to be the first to know.
1: I love your emails. I think they're amazing. Oh, I think thanks. I'm so happy. That's I amazing. I really do. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We, we work hard to make sure that they're interesting enough. They totally are. Cool. And they're, they're fantastic. Okay. One of the things I wanted to ask you is you are clearly amazing at producing your own content and you are fantastic at articulating what you want and knowing exactly how you kind of want to envision a plan, it seems like. Mm -hmm. So what was it like, or what is it like now being on someone else's show or producing content for a network that is not yours? That's a very good question.
2: Um, So it's different and you have to treat them differently. Um, I am very intentional about the types of partnerships that I take on. And they have to align with some part of my end goal, um, which is to have my own business that functions independently, that does not need the support of other, other brands. Um, but like, I always say, you know, even the biggest celebrities in the world create sponsored content. You just don't think of it that way. Like I just, I think, felt like I just saw Shaquille O'Neal in a Geico commercial or something. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> I think you're but right. that's sponsored content. It's just, it looks different because you're used to seeing Shaquille O'Neal or it doesn't feel that way, but that's sponsored content. So I don't shy away from that. It just has to align really well with what I do. So when I did, um, when I did NBC making it, uh, I <laughs> knew, I was like, I'm gonna do this once and then I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to turn into like a reality television person. Um, So I knew that I needed to take that opportunity and leverage it as much as I possibly could. So after NBC make well, once it aired, I had a PR team. Um, I just bit the bullet and paid the cost for having people support me in the public relations field, so that I could get media and those sorts of things. And then that helps me turn um, turn things into the show on Disney. And again, that's Disney show, but I'm the host of Disney show. So what does that that helps me kind of get some um, clout among families and kids, because that's an important audience for me. And I want to reach those people. And frankly, nobody in the world has as much trust as Disney does with families and kids. I would love to hear like if there is. Um, So I knew that being a part of the Disney family was going to be a great move because it's part of what is so important for my own messaging and my own business. So anytime I do something that is not necessarily something I have close ownership over. I just know it has to align really well with what I want to say in my own business.
0: It's such a smart way. Like, it's so interesting because when you look at your Instagram feed and you're like color and you're doing your thing that like all this background setup is helping you do, mm-hmm. to hear how you're viewing it from the back just now, like, is so interesting. Yeah.
2: Like, no, it, so I smart. love seeing how the sausage is made. It's like so Yeah, fast. There's a lot... My word last year, my word of the year, and I never do that sort of thing. But my word of the year was strategy, and it continues to be my word because I think you have to be strategic with what you're doing, and not in like a smarmy, like salesy way. No, right. Smart and thoughtful and intentional about the decisions you make in your business, so that they align with where you want to go. I mean, I'm right now in the middle of making some tough decisions, and they're really uncomfortable. But I have to ask myself, like where do I want to be? And does this help, like, get me there? And does this, because there's lots of things that you can do that are flashy and shiny and look really impressive. But like, in the end of the day, does it even really matter? Right. Probably, it may or may not. It may or may not. I don't know the answer to that all of the time. But you just have to think through it. And I'm always like, kind of obsessively doing that. Right. There's a book um, that I often reference. It's called the uh, story brand by Donald Miller or how to build a story brand by Donald Miller. And in it essentially talks about refining your messaging and your story of your brand and your business. And if something falls outside of that story and it doesn't fit in so well, or it kind of veers me off and like, you know, the world is full of squirrels. You're like, oh, that's pretty. Let me do that. Let me do that. Yeah. If it doesn't fit, I kind of can't, I can't, I, I can't do it. I have to say no.
0: Yeah. I, I love your voice on this. And me and Kristen are very um, versed in plenty of our own therapy. Mm-hmm. But I almost hear the psychology, all that background kind of coming through.
2: No. Oh, that's great. It's so funny you say that because I often feel like, you know, I'm, I'll be 40 this year. And so I often wonder... Birthday. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'll be 40 this year. And I sometimes feel like, oh, had I not gone to graduate school, had I not all, done all these things, I could have probably, maybe I would have started this career earlier. I don't know. Uh, but I do think that my, the the training I had as a psychologist and the way I was trained to think and relate to people, I don't, I don't think I would be where I am had I not done that. So I'm happy
0: you hear my psychologist. Yes. And, It is a passion of mine to bring more things like that forth. Like I, I often feel in the social media age when at such an early age too, right? Think of the teenagers and the tweens. Like I teach fourth graders and I see them going like, what do you want to be when you grow up? A YouTube star. Oh, you know know what I mean? Yeah. It's
2: already. Yes. Yes. It's so hard because yeah, like there's so much luster behind this, but I've, I really, I mean, it's true. Like it just a million followers on Instagram is not a business. Like, right. Right. it is just not, it just isn't. Correct. A business is a business yeah. and you can absolutely have a million followers on Instagram and turn it into a business. But I know lots of people who are sitting on millions of people following them. And if Instagram shut down tomorrow, they would not have a way to make money. They would not have, they have no business plan in place. So I always say if someone, especially with younger kids, they probably, I'm probably like that old lady that kids <laughs> don't want not talk to anymore. Um, but if I hear, especially teenagers saying like, I want to be a YouTube star. I want to be an Instagram influencer. I'm like, great. Let's, let's talk about business. Let's read some business books because in the end of the day, sounds like you want to be an entrepreneur. Sounds like you want to be a business owner. And if that's what you want to do, then The the world is your oyster. There's books, there's schools, there's lots of resources for you. But the last thing you need to worry about is how to get a pretty photo. Because that's easy. It's all the other things, all the other strategy that has to go into it.
1: And there are so many things about, like, teens. And by the time they're old enough to become social media stars these social media networks are going to have changed so oh. much. Oh my gosh, yes. And so to, to pin your entire desires of adulthood on something that's not even going to exist mm-hmm. when you are an adult, not a good idea. Right, absolutely, yes.
2: I mean, yeah, the, the career I have right now did not exist. It was not a choice when I was going to school. So I right. there was no option for it. And the, exactly. same, the same is true now. The, the career that you're going to have in 18 years hasn't been invented yet. So really, you kind of have to fall back on those tried and true skills of communication, negotiation, um, knowing how, like, the, I think one of the reasons I'm able to be successful is in graduate school, like, we, if you didn't know the answer to something, you figured out, you knew how to research it. You, you knew how to do your due diligence and figure it out. And those are the things you have to learn because then you can do anything.
1: Right. Critical but thinking.
2: You, yeah, you can't you can't hedge your bets on something that is so fleeting as the digital media world. I mean, even even people in television, like I'm sure it was really great to be a TV star a few like decades ago, but now it's like television is not what it used to be.
1: So true. And right, and like even if you make a lot of money this year. Oh, that's yes. not <laughs> That's not going to get you to retirement. No, oh, every year, every
2: every tax period, I'm like, well, time to <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> Never,
1: gonna, this isn't going to last another year. Right, and <laughs> and and like that's what the difference between jobs and careers and trying to turn businesses into, or I guess turn jobs into businesses into mm-hmm. like businesses. Yeah. I
2: mean, I, I make no mistake about it. I tell people all the time, like, I am doing this to build an empire. That is what I am doing. Like, yes. Either, either sit back and watch or don't be a part of it. But let me, let me just preface this by letting you know what you're in for here. Because it was interesting, just last week, out of the blue, I got uh, Instagram verification. Which, let me tell you, you'd have an easier time, like... <laughs> I don't even know. S- selling, yeah, yeah. selling your firstborn child yeah, is yeah. probably easier than getting Instagram verification. But I got it, and I'll tell you one thing I learned: the quickest way to lose a bunch of followers on Instagram is to get verified, because huh. people don't always want to see you doing well. People don't always want to see you being successful. And I am—I love nothing more than to shed the negativity. Like, we—that's not what we do. We are all like positivity and success is what is happening here. And if you're not here for it, then you're in the wrong place. So that was really interesting, and like you said, I'm, I am—I don't know what to call myself, but I am absolutely trying to like build an empire with a a specific point of view that people can relate to.
0: Well, I'm here for that. Ah, Me too. Welcome. I love hearing you chat. I mean, uh, also to this is a little side note. I had this question in my head from a few minutes ago, but do you feel the fact that you at any time, technically, maybe could go back to child psychology, being that you had like, does that at all play a role in how like risks you take or stuff? Or do you feel like, like this is the path, and you know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't
2: ever, I don't think I was a very good psychologist. I think I have a lot of skills that could have made me a good psychologist, but I wasn't terribly passionate about it. So it never crosses my mind that I would go back to it. I so see. every risk I take feels like a, a real risk because right. there's no. There is no backup plan really. Um, I I think of my training as a psychologist kind of as my like first act of what needed to be done to get right. to from now. But I don't think of it, it's not really something I plan on on returning I see.
1: to. Okay. Cool. <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah. I was curious. Cause I think yeah. it's true. Like everything you do leads you to where you need to be. Yeah, there Even was a reason
2: he, I went to, psycholo- to grad school and it wasn't to be a psychologist.
1: <laughs> it, well, exactly. And I think that that happens to a lot of people that go to grad school. Yeah, yeah. I think I I love learning. I
2: love reading. I love learning as much as I can. And I think maybe that's why I pursued what I, I did. Um, I, I also think like part of it was expectation. I came from a family that was like, are you going to be a doctor or are you going to be a lawyer? Which of those two do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And So I did, I think what I was supposed to do. But uh, again, uh, there is no, there is no level of education or status or career that you can't, at which point you can't switch gears. A a very good friend of mine, her dad was a top CEO making hundreds of thousands of dollars each year. And now he works for, um, what is, oh, Instacart. He does Instacart deliveries. He could not be happier. Like, that is what he was called to do. Like, he loves the work. He loves being out and about. He loves seeing and meeting new people. That is what he should do. And I think there is no reason why you can't shift careers at any point in time. I, I, I so admire when, that, when I see that happening.
0: I just be people self-imposed, like, I can't do that. Like, there really is right? no rule.
2: Yes, yes, yes. i would be honest, when I started, my mother was like, you're going to stop being a psychologist to do what? (laughs) To to paint things? People are going to pay you to do that? Like, it was, people did not get what I did. And I don't, especially for my mom, it wasn't until I was like on television that she was like, oh, okay, now
0: this is a (laughs) real job. Is that,
1: did that, did that make it real in everyone's eyes? Um. No,
2: my husband has always been like my number one, hugest supporter. Um, he sees way more potential in me than I see in myself. And I think he believed that I could, I mean, he, th- he like, thinks I can do huge things even when I don't think I can. So for him, being on TV was nice, but he knows that like TV is super fleeting. Like one day they love you and
1: the next day they're kind of done with you. So he knows
2: that that doesn't define what I'm capable of.
1: So was having someone like that on your side from early on something that helped you make the change?
2: Absolutely. Yes. My husband comes from uh, parents who are both entrepreneurs. So he saw that and saw that that's a possibility and he valued that. Whereas I didn't necessarily, cause I didn't grow up around that. Entrepreneurship was not a word in my house. Uh, so having him, I mean, there are literally days I come home from work and I just know like today, you're just going to have to be my, my self-esteem today. You're just going to have to be the person who believes in this. Cause right now I do not. And I can lean on him for that and know that when I'm like at my wits end, he knows that there's better days coming when I don't. And I, I, I probably, I probably rely on it too much, but he's just really great and is fine with it.
1: <laughs> That's so nice to hear. <laughs> so one of the other questions I have is you've been mentioning a lot, throughout the interview is that you work with different people and that you've also built up a team Mm -hmm. over the years. How have you known when to grow your team? Is (laughs) is this the honest time? Please. This is honest hour.
2: Uh, I have hired. Here's what I've learned about hiring. This is what I will tell you. Because I've gone through seasons where I was like, I often... When I want to do something in my business, I really buckle down and I learn as much as I can about it. So I went through a season where I wanted to learn as much as I could about hiring. I read every book. I listened to every podcast. I did like, I've read every article on the internet about hiring, how to do the best job hiring. And I did what I thought was right. I put out calls to hire people. I put ads in different places, but I never found the right person. And the only, the people that I have hired are people who have like, just naturally cross paths with me and who I've learned are just the right people. And just today I have an assistant who, because most of my team, most people who work with me are remote because that's the beauty of digital business. You don't have to necessarily be in the same office, but I do have an assistant and a videographer who work with me in, in the studio. And honestly, they are the best people. Like they are the best. I could fall off the planet and they be able to handle, handle <laughs> this. They are so good. And I've learned to like not push it. And there have been seasons where I've had to do a lot on my own because I haven't had someone to help me. But I, I know that the right people will come when they're supposed to come. And they have, thankfully. Um, I, I, I feel like especially when you're a small business, you can rush to the we I think a lot of people want to use the we when there isn't a we like I was a me for a long time it was just me running my business and I remember having a friend who had a business and he wanted to say we and I was like why are you saying we you're the only (laughs) person in your business why are you saying this and I think sometimes it sounds fancy or it just sounds more official but it took me being me to figure out how to be we does that make any sense at all? Yeah. So much sense. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't, I, you know, I don't, I didn't rush to it. I wanted to at times. I was like, I need to hire somebody. I need to hire somebody. But eventually I figured out like who are the people and what their roles should look like. And um, you know who, O'Joy, oh you know, Ojoy oh the, she's like does design and product. She has a great course on, on employing and how to hire. And one of her things is like your first hire is often someone who's kind of a generalist who can do a lot of different things and manage a lot of different things. And then your next hire is more of a specialist, someone who does a very specific thing like photography or crafting or whatever that may be. And that's, that's certainly been my story as well. Um, So right now we, we are, and I, the thing about I love using we now because it gives credit to every single person who touches the work that, that comes out of Club, um and out of the paper company as well. There's lots of, it touches lots of hands. Um, we have, there's four, four illustrators who are not all, they're not all full-time. So four illustrators, uh, my full-time assistant, um, she kind of is my generalist. She does a little bit of everything. Uh, my videographer who does photos and video. Um, I do have an email marketing team that manages that. And I ch- I just hired an accountant. Finally, thank nice
0: me. big moves, the real gritty work.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> like I can't tell you the 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 peace on my heart from having an accountant. It's so much better now.
0: That's I love to hear that. Yeah, Slow evolution! It's
2: such yeah. an evolution, and I never when I, I mean, have you, if you had told me ten years ago that I would like be capable of managing a team of people. In my own business, I would look at you like you're crazy. That just was not me. And so truly, like, if I can do this, anybody can do this.
0: And that's what this show is about. We have that word capable pop up so much because we are. We don't think that we are, but yeah. you are resourceful enough to, to yes. be capable. Yes. I'm, it's,
2: you're, we live in a world where everything is available to you. You have all the tools you need available to you to make amazing things happen and takes a little bit of time, takes a lot of frustration, but it is absolutely possible.
1: That's, I mean, I think you literally just paraphrased our tagline for yeah. the <laughs> show, but um, that's, that's amazing. Okay. So this is the season of reflection and we have been asking everybody on the show, basically, how does reflection come up in their lives? Does it come up for you in a personal way? Does it come up for you? Do you use a reflection prompt in work in somehow, how does, how does reflection come up for you in your life?
2: So I am, so my favorite thing to do, my favorite time of day, I should say, is right when I go to bed, when I lay down and it could be at any time, but right when I lay down to bed, there's usually like maybe five or 10 minutes before I fall asleep where I just let my mind completely just dream and have ideas and think up ideas and things. I don't write them down because usually if they're prominent enough I'll remember them in the morning and then I kind of if I if I feel strongly about it I'll write it down and put it into action. But it's the one time of day where there's no distractions, there's no one asking me for something. It's really like my only true quiet time. So that is my like I look forward to it. When I'm sitting down doing work and I know I'm about to go to sleep in 20 minutes, I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to lay down. I'm just going to have ideas. I'm just going to think and dream and have ideas of what, what could be. And that I think is probably what reflection looks like for me.
1: I love it. That is an amazing I answer. I love
0: that answer. <laughs> yes. So good. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to conclude this episode with our currently round that comes from Kristen's currently card that you okay. can get at ruchristen.com slash currently. And we're going to read them through on the podcast. And are you ready, Amber? I am ready. Okay. It's not that intense, but I always make it feel like it is. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. <laughs> okay. What are you currently watching?
2: McMillions on HBO. It's so good. I need to make that happen. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's about the mafia and how they infiltrated the Monopoly yeah i read the whole story well, it's fascinating i, you know, I gotta walk just, like, it like mafia stories yes <laughs> i grew up in north jersey so <laughs> this is your Kristen jam part of the mafia. okay, okay. You, might, you might see somebody you know
0: <laughs> it's not I, I, it, mm. <laughs> okay love it what are you currently reading
2: so it's, i'm gonna tell you what i'm listening to because i do not have time to actually oh that totally counts to read read with my eyeballs um I am listening right now to um, Russell Brunson's um, Expert Secrets. I'm almost done. It is. He's the creator of ClickFunnels. So yeah, it's a marketing. Very cool.
0: So we're going to skip listening to, since listening to is reading.
2: Well, no. So for listening to, listening to, like actually listening. Yeah. We do this cool thing in my house that we got the idea from um, a friend, the girls at a beautiful mess, uh, Elsie. She does this thing that we picked up where we, every week we have a jar where we put 52 bands into the jar and every week we pick one out and we listen to that as a family during the week. And right this week we're on Chicago and we love Chicago. Not (laughs) the play, the band. band. Um, A few weeks ago we had, uh, oh, we had David Bowie. We did not like David Bowie. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It was not good. (laughs)
0: but so you force yourself to listen because that's the one you
2: pick yeah we listen to it it like it gives us something to talk about we discover music we didn't know we loved we discover like that the original singer was somebody we didn't know um but yeah no david bowie
0: (laughs) okay okay (laughs) but i've heard of that challenge or that project but like Uh I love you describing it because I've seen it and heard it. And I'm like, no, but that makes That's sense. That's good. That
2: you got to do it. You got, the best part is my husband and I split. We both get to pick half of the bands.
0: That and you put in the jar.
2: We very clearly have different
0: tastes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> was he a happy Bowie fan?
2: No, neither of us liked Bowie. Oh. Neither of us. We agreed. We both right now, our tops have been Elton John. We love Chicago. Yes. We've loved. And, uh, was it Miles Davis maybe? I don't remember. Um,
1: Oh no, Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder, that was the other one. Oh my god, Stevie Wonder. So okay, (laughs) once you start listening to Stevie Wonder, you're like, oh wait, Stevie Wonder wrote that song? And that song? song. And that song? (laughs) He wrote everything. Also, we have Babyface in the the pot, which
2: I laughed about, but I was like, even if we don't listen to an actual Babyface song, Babyface wrote all the music every song like alicia key's music Whitney houston's music everybody's music
1: everybody's music
2: so it's, it's a really fun project i would encourage other people to do it
0: so interesting okay what are you currently making
1: oh making right now
2: <laughs> we have got we've got probably five printers right now going full steam in the studio because of the Ada paper company trying to test out new printed projects that um we can share with our audience so that's what we're making right now lots of things that are printed from a printer which is really hopeful because I didn't know you could do so much with a printer.
1: <laughs> so exciting. Fake leather, right?
2: Yes. You faux leather. Canvas. <laughs> I'm telling you, so many things. Nice.
0: What are you currently feeling?
2: Um, I, I feel the same mostly, which is this beautiful, beautiful mix of just lots of anxiety and <laughs> gratitude if those two can coexist. That's usually my, my life.
1: <laughs> I like it. It's same. a good cocktail.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: what are you currently planning
2: um literally right now we are planning <clears throat> to go to we're planning two different um conferences well not we're not planning a conference but we're attending two conferences one literally i'm leaving tomorrow and then another at the end of april where we're going to be going so uh and we're all, using the word planning we're also planning a launch of maybe there's a Damascus Love planner coming
1: out oh fun very
2: cool so I'll just leave. I'll just leave that little tidbit there. We'll just with you.
0: put that there. The <laughs> listeners that listen all the way to the end will get to pick it up. Nice. <laughs> uh, and lastly, what are you currently loving?
2: Loving. Um, so two sided. I absolutely love my family. I love my son and my husband, and I love the time that we get to spend together. Um, on the less sentimental side, um, right? Well, actually, well, you can, no one can see this, but I'm I after chatter, love sumo oranges. <laughs> They are the best thing on planet Earth. Sumo oranges have like a short season during the winter. And there are these oranges that they're not cheap. But we basically need to take out a second mortgage every year because we <laughs> buy so many sumo oranges. They're so good. They're, they're so, delicious.
1: They're so good. <laughs> I'm... Okay, I'm still with you on there. Okay. <laughs> so many things. So many things. Okay. This has been... Okay. I'm just... So much fun. This so much great. fun. This has been fantastic. This I feel been, like we I mean, have literally talked about... All the things that are possible to talk about. So many things. So many fantastic things. I still have
0: so much stuff for After Chatter. Don't worry. (laughs) So many things.
1: I'm excited. This is going to be great. (laughs) Okay, guys. We will get to all of Amanda's things on After Chatter. You can find that at patreon.com slash craftyassfemale where you can support the show for $5 a month and get bonus videos. We are, Amanda, we are up to like 100 bonus videos, 100 After Chatter videos with amazing people like Allie Edwards austin cleon lisa Congdon, amazing awesome people and now we can add amber to the list so go over to patreon.com slash support the show for five dollars help us keep making this amazing podcast and get access to amazing bonus content so we will be back next week with another amazing episode and thank you so much for joining us this week we love you guys bye <laughs>